Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. So today on the podcast, you are going to hear from Lindsay White, who is going to share her journey from leaving corporate, having her own freelancing business, and really finding that success, right? Doing the thing that she set out to do, which was to make money online on her own schedule, but finding that she wanted more and finding that she wanted to step into more of a partnership with her clients as opposed to just being the doer of tasks. And maybe you are a Lindsay right now. You are feeling that way. You know that there is something waiting for you on the other side of what you're doing now, but you're not quite sure what that is, what that could look like, what it could actually be, and if it's a right fit for you. So I'm so excited to bring Lindsay on the podcast today to share her journey from freelancer to director of marketing and how she has built a successful marketing agency and how she also helps women to become this director of marketing for their clients as well. So you're going to hear all about that. You're going to hear what it takes to be a director of marketing. If you're a good fit for it, what types of services do director of marketing actually offer and how do you start easing into this if this is something that you want to do. If you're not ready to like totally cut the cord with your clients and call yourself a director of marketer, but you want to dip your toe in that, how to actually start to up level and move in that direction. So without further ado, let's go ahead and meet Lindsay. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Well, hey there, Lindsay. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Hey, it's so good to be here. I'm excited to talk with you. Yeah. So I would love to just get a little bit of your backstory and what you're up to today. I would love for my listeners to hear a little bit more about your journey and and what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So as you heard, my name is Lindsay White and I am a director of marketing for my clients. So what I do right now is I kind of step in as that outsourced marketing agency for a lot of my clients. So I oversee all of their marketing endeavors, whether that be print advertising, digital advertising, social media, email campaigns, just what that overarching marketing strategy looks like. And then I help them execute it and implement it. So it's really fun. I get to work with a lot of different types of clients. Um, I collaborate with a lot of designers and copywriters, web developers, all sorts of specialists out in the marketing field. Um, and so kind of how I got here is I actually started in the general VA space. So I was working in a corporate job 
And I just wasn't feeling very fulfilled. I wasn't very happy. And I kind of wanted to spend more of my time at home and less, you know, commuting and in the office and working for someone else. So I ended up leaving my corporate job and starting my own small little VA freelancing. Um, I found myself doing a lot of social media, which I feel like is very common for a lot of VAs. And with that, I was kind of just felt like I was executing a lot and was implementing what my clients wanted to do. And it never felt like they were doing the right thing necessarily. Like they didn't have goals in place. They just wanted to see follower growth and things like that. So I kind of started pivoting a bit into more of this director marketing role where I really helped them put that strategy in place to figure out, okay, what are the results that we actually want to get? And what are the business goals that we're trying to get through those results so we can make sure the marketing is aligned with a true business goal rather than just throwing spaghetti at the wall. Yeah, I love that. So I think my next question would be, was this something that you were doing in your corporate job or is this just something that like once you started freelancing and started working with clients, you realized like, oh, I really love the marketing side of things? Yeah. So in my corporate job, I was actually a I started in a marketing agency at a large Fortune 500 company. So in my corporate job, I actually worked as the small like CMO for my clients. So I had a couple of different business units that were my clients. And we really did work with them from a business strategy standpoint. So we created those marketing strategy plans and implemented them. So it was kind of my background. And it's funny because I started in kind of like the freelance space. And I didn't really think I had any skills. And I feel like a lot of freelancers go through that. You start your business and you're like, I don't have anything to offer. And the further into my work I got, the more I realized, wow, I actually do have a lot of skills to pull on. Um, And so I was able to kind of pull those into the services that I was offering, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I definitely see that a lot with people saying like, well, I don't know. And that's why I asked the question because like for some people like, oh, they might be doing social media management or they might be doing something on social media within their full-time employee type job. And it makes sense for them like, oh, like if I love it, I'm great at it. Like it makes sense to be able to just move that, you know, over to my online space. But like for me and some of the other people, they're like, oh, I'm a mom or I stay at home or I'm a teacher. Like, I don't really know what I can offer. So I just wanted to to ask to see if you already had that background. So did yeah, it, definitely. when you made that pivot, was it just a slow transition? Like when did you, I guess, when did you start calling yourself a director of marketing or did you just start like changing your services slowly before you actually like made that title thing? Because I know that's for some people, it's like, oh, like to have that title, to to be calling myself, that seems like I need to have all of this experience in the world before I can call myself a director of marketing. Yeah, absolutely. And it does, it, it seems like such an elevated title. There's a big mindset hurdle to calling yourself that, I feel like. And I feel like in the online business space as well, I talk about this all the time. There's no real trajectory, right? There's no real path that you can climb. When I worked in corporate, there was, you know, you knew exactly what your next role was. And you knew what you needed to do to get there. In freelance, it's less around, like there's no direct path. You're making your own. So I didn't start calling myself a director of marketing until I felt like super confident in what I was like delivering to my clients and the value that I was providing. But that said, I was providing that same, you know, service and delivery the entire time. Um, And so it was a gradual thing. I kind of started, well, what I really did was I, I had a client who, came to me, she was 
a cold pitch client, ironically. And she was like, I know I need marketing help. I just don't know where to start. And so that's where things kind of, it was like in that moment where things really clicked for me, where I was like, oh, you need a marketing strategy plan. And so I built out a marketing strategy plan for her, which I'd done a million times in my corporate life. And I built that out for her. And I realized that none of the clients I had ever worked with previously had a strategic marketing plan built out for them or that they built out on their own side. So that's kind of where this was born for me was, okay, I need to start offering this as a service, strategic marketing planning. And then you can kind of work with me on a retainer basis and we can implement that plan or you can just take that plan and run with it on your own. And so that's really where the director of marketing kind of framework that I've built out now was born. Okay. I love it. So there's two things that I want to talk about, but the first one I think is a, is a big one that I see a lot. And just to kind of, maybe you can touch on it from your own experience is that mindset piece. So going from somebody who does like the general VA role and you're kind of just the doer of tasks, right? Like somebody gives you the list of tasks, you, you do those things. And then when you are shifting to maybe an elevated service or your, your pivoting roles, the mindset that comes along with it, because I'm a I'm assuming for you too, with that came raising your rates and, you know, you have this new title. So if you could like talk us through any of that mindset stuff that you had to work through or or overcome and anything that helped you along in that process. Yeah, definitely. So I feel like one of the big mindset things that at first when I was pivoting, right, was am I qualified for this large role that I'm kind of creating for myself? And will people pay the prices that I feel like the value that comes with it is? That was a huge mindset hurdle for me. And I think what I kept coming back to was that if the people I was working with or the people that I was pitching my services to were really pushing back on price or did they really need this service and that sort of thing, they weren't the ideal client for me. And it took a lot of me realizing I don't need to work with all of the people or all of the potential clients out there don't need to work with me. There's a specific sub-segment of people who will find value in these planning type of services. And there's a certain type of client who will pay the prices and see that value and how we can implement these strategies for them. Um, So I think that it was really just gaining confidence in myself. And the more I delivered marketing strategy plans, the more confident I got in the package as a whole. Um, So what I kind of did to help with the pricing standoff is that I would price, I started my packages pretty low, right? Like at a a price that I was confident in, but that I, I was confident that my clients would find value with the service associated with the price because there's a balance there. And then with each marketing strategy plan I delivered after that, I would raise the price just a little bit, like $250. Um, And so that kind of helped me gain confidence and gain that um, scalability, if you will, from a pricing standpoint as I grew. Right. And I'm, I'm assuming too, with each one of those clients too, like getting them the results or getting the testimonial probably number one, help to boost the confidence in yourself, but exactly. also to, to, to have that as a case study, as a testimonial to be able to showcase on your website or social media to kind of give that like proof of, of product too. Exactly. Exactly. I felt like the more 
obviously you want the testimonials for your website and to share with potential clients. But for me, it was almost like I needed them for myself (laughs) to prove to me that I was doing a good job. And this was a service that was needed. Yeah, absolutely. I can totally relate to that. So my next question really comes in with like, what does a director of marketing do? So I know you talked about creating these like strategic plans and saying like, okay, this is kind of, you can go two different routes from this. We can create this plan for you um, and then you can take it and run with it and maybe have like somebody on your team implement it or you implement it, or I can come in and handle that monthly thing. So I would love for you, if you could just kind of like break that down for what that looks like if somebody is feeling like this might be a direction they want to go in. Yeah, definitely. So there's a couple of different ways that you can kind of run these services. And so I've done a little bit of everything. So I'll kind of walk you through what those different routes are. So the first is kind of to offer marketing strategy plans as a package. So what you would do is, you know, create the marketing strategy plan. I do a marketing strategy plan that kind of encompasses some research, target audience building. Um, I do a content strategy plan as part of that, as well as um, some different like tone and messaging points to make sure that you're hitting all of the the different pieces that you of the puzzle that you really want to be hitting and talking to your audience correctly. So I put that together and then deliver it to the client. After I deliver it to the client, they can either you know choose to run with it themselves, which is great. You know they might not be a long term client, but if I like package based options, then that's a great way to deliver those pieces. Another thing I like about the offering it as a package is you kind of get to try out the client before you, you know, commit yourself to them. It's like, try it before you buy it kind of thing. And the same goes for the client. So sometimes I've found that I'll deliver a marketing strategy plan and I didn't love the way the client and I worked together and that's okay. I think that there's so much learning that goes into learning what you don't like just as much as there is learning as to what you do like. So to me, I find that to be a big win when you figure something out ahead of time. Um, And so then we kind of split ways and they implement the package on their own. Now, the other way, which is kind of my more preferred method is to work on a retainer basis. So I would deliver that marketing strategy plan and then work with my client to deliver it. Now, when I say work with my client to deliver it, that can mean one of two things. It could mean I'm going to do all of the things myself. I'm going to implement the social media, you know, graphics, the copy, the email campaigns. I'm going to help figure out what their podcast topics should be and planning out their pillar content and, you know, putting together all of the pieces of the puzzle. Or it could mean that I am managing their team and managing a social media manager and kind of giving them those content topics to hit on, helping them make their content calendar each month, but they're actually doing the graphic design and the copywriting. And same goes for all the other aspects of the marketing strategy plan, just kind of using social media as an example. Um, Or you could manage your own internal team. So that's actually what I do now is I manage the client relationships and then I have my own copywriters, my own graphic designers, my own web developers who kind of put the pieces of the puzzle together. So you can really do it whatever way makes the most sense for you, your strengths, how you like to work and your clients. Um, A lot of it also comes back to your values, right? So if you're in a season of life where you can only be working 10 hours a week, maybe it makes the most sense to only offer marketing strategy plan packages, or maybe it makes the most sense to manage their team. Um, So figuring out what works for you while still meeting your business goals and income goals. The other way you can work within the marketing strategy package, you know, land, if you will, is through VIP days. So you can really offer 
the whole package as a VIP day. It might be a little bit pared down to what you would do over the course of like a month-long project, but that's another great opportunity to offer your clients a way to work with you, get them a marketing strategy plan in a really quick way so that they can start implementing it or you can roll them into a retainer with you. Yeah, I love I love the VIP day model. To me, just because I mean, that's just my personality. If I want something, yeah. if I set my mind to something, I'm like, I want it now and I don't want to have to wait for it. <laughs> I totally get that. <laughs> Um, okay, so the next question is, how do you know that you could potentially be a good fit to be a director of marketing? So say you're you're doing a little bit of everything right now, working with your clients, and you're listening to this episode, and you're like, oh, okay, like, that sounds intriguing to me, but how do I know if I'm a good fit for this? Do you have any kind of characteristics that are telltale signs of like, yeah, this would be a great, a great place for you to move into? Absolutely. So one of the things that I think is most important in this kind of director of marketing space is the want to be a partner with your clients. So for me, like I've always been a very relationship oriented person. I love getting to know new people, getting to know new businesses and diving in and connecting really quickly with my clients is something that I like love to do. So with a marketing strategy plan, the first thing that you do is you pretty much immerse yourself in their business. You have a long conversation, you ask a lot of questions and you get down to the bottom of who they are, who their business is and who they're serving. And I just think that that's so cool. So people who have that kind of like intrigue and want for connection, I think make great directors of marketing from a personality standpoint. From a standpoint of like where you're currently at in your business, I mean, anyone can really start pivoting into a director of marketing role. Um, it really doesn't require, you know, you to be a VA for six months first, like in this online business space, as I was mentioning earlier, I mean, you can really be whoever you want to be, just give yourself the skills to support that. Um, and so I find a lot of social media managers, a lot of Pinterest managers, a lot of content creator, like copywriter type of people, website designers. I feel like a lot of them will reach the spot with their clients where, they're providing a lot of this director of marketing kind of support. They're giving strategy. Their clients are asking them questions like, hey, Susie, do you think that I should start a podcast? Um, and so asking these questions that are a little bit more strategic in nature rather than just the execution of the projects that they've been hired to do. And I think when you're starting to get those questions, that's when it should really be that light bulb moment in your head. Like, oh, I need to be stepping into a bigger, more strategic role with my clients because they're already valuing me as that person. And I think about a lot of things in terms of compensation as well. And like, if you're providing that value, you should be compensated for it. And so I think starting to step into this director of marketing role can be really beneficial for those folks. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that the next natural step would be okay, this sounds like something that I would be interested in. Like, yeah, maybe I've done already done this for a couple of clients. How do we start implementing that? You know, maybe it's not this like drastic, you know, hard stop where it's like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this. Like maybe we already have existing clients. Is there a way that we can offer offering it to our current clients to kind of maybe test this out before we offer this into the world? Like how, how did, I know that you talked about like kind of doing that. So I would love for to get your perspective on, a freelancer wanting to make that pivot, but to do it in a way that does feel gradual for them. 
Yeah, absolutely. So I think that with current clients, it's the best opportunity, right? Because they already know you, they know the caliber of work that you're providing for them. And they know, you know, they know your personality, they know that you're a good fit with them and their business and how they run. So I think it can be a really natural conversation of, you know, hey, I have been doing 12 social media posts for you a month and I've been loving doing it. And I think that there's a way we can make this a little bit more efficient. I would find the gap, right? Find the gap. I call it like back pocket value. So have back pocket value with you whenever you have these conversations, find a gap, find somewhere where you can provide some sort of strategic direction to your client and kind of open up the skies for them and say, you know, this is where I see that there's a gap, but I was thinking if we implemented this specific marketing campaign, we could help reach your lead generation goals. Like, would that be something you would be open to, you know, taking on with me? I could help you create a plan to do it and then help manage the execution of that. So coming forth with something, you know, you don't want to give away, there's some, some slogan, right? You don't want to give it all away before you, you know, sign the ticket and stuff, but you you want to show that you're forward thinking. You want to show that you have value to provide. And so coming forth with something and some sort of gap, I think is really important in that conversation. I, I love that. I think that's such a, a unique way to approach it too. And coming at it from like you, I think like I know even in my business that there, I don't know everything, right? Like right. even though I have done a lot of things and I think you can come at it from a way where it like, opens the business owner's eyes to like, oh yeah, like maybe I am missing the mark here because sometimes for the business owner, I love the phrase. It's like, you can't see the label from inside the bottle. And so sometimes having somebody come in and be like, okay, this is where you want to like take your business. Like this is what the label says, but what we're doing really isn't allowing us to get there. And like I said, from the business owner being inside, like they can't see the right way to do that Um, or not necessarily just the right way, but maybe they're not seeing like all the pathways that are possible too. So uh, I think it's great to start there and Like you said, your clients already know you, they already trust you. And if you get that yes from that client, it's going to build that confidence in you to take this service out into the world to people who aren't these existing clients. So that kind of leads me to that next question of where do we find these clients that maybe are are willing to invest a little bit more in in their business? Because I know that when you're up leveling your services, you're stepping into this director of marketing clearly your prices are going to reflect that and they reflect the value that you bring. So I would love for you to share how you pivoted from maybe those clients who were just general VA clients, general admin, to now looking for those clients who were willing to pay a little bit more of a premium price for your service. Yeah. So my favorite, favorite, favorite way to find clients is through referrals, which obviously I'm sure is most people's favorite way to find clients. But when I say that, I mean, go out there and start talking about your business. I think that especially when we all first start out, we get a little nervous to talk about what we're doing or what we offer um, because it comes from a confidence standpoint, right? And so get out there and start talking about your business. Like step, don't say, hey, I'm, I'm just a freelancer. Go out there and say, hey, I offer director of marketing services. I own a marketing consulting business. Um, stand firm in what you offer and start communicating it, whether that's through Facebook, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Um, just emailing people that you used to work with in a past life, your significant others, friends and family, start out, start communicating. I think that that's a really big one. And then second is start thinking outside of the box a little bit. Um, I know that when I first started freelancing, I was kind of taught to 
look in Facebook groups for potential business opportunities and that sort of stuff. And I think that that's absolutely still a great place to look. But also think about your local community. A lot of people who need directors of marketing are these like professional services businesses. I think that that's a huge untapped market for the freelance space. The reason being is a lot of these, you know, accountants or realtors, they need marketing support. They're probably doing it on their own and they they don't really know what their options are. Um, they don't have the budget to bring on, you know, a full marketing team into their office or even a full marketing person. Um, small boutiques, that's another good opportunity. A lot of small boutiques and small restaurants, they hire maybe a, you know, service employee within their business who also have the responsibility of running social media. That person's probably not super qualified to run social media, but they have their own social media platforms. So they feel, you know, pretty confident in what they're doing. But you could come in and though your rates might be a little higher than their employee, you're an expert in what you do. And you can put together a strategic plan to help them reach their goal, which might be getting people through the door of their boutique. So your strategic thoughts can be very valuable to them. So start thinking outside of the box and start thinking a little bit more on you know, local businesses. They don't even have to be local to you, but businesses who would need marketing support and don't have the budget to really bring on an expert full-time. Yeah, I, yeah absolutely. I, I think there's a couple of things that you said in there that I think are really powerful. The first thing is kind of like stepping into that title um, and kind of dropping the just, right? Like we'll yes. do, we'll, I think as women, we'll do that all the time. Like, well, I'm just a stay-at-home mom or I'm just this. Like it kind of downplays who you are. Um, and sometimes even just like claiming that title, right? Like stepping into it being like, I am a graphic designer. I am like whatever that title yes. is for you. You'll find that you kind of like walk with a different like pep in your step. Like you just show up differently because you're not, you're getting rid of that just, which kind of downplays what you're doing. And then I love that you talked about personal network. That is something that I am so huge on. It's something that I preach time and time again, because it's so like we think we have to go outside our current bubble in order to find these clients, which can be a really great way to find clients. But we forget that the people that we know, not necessarily that they have a business and that we could support them, but that that we can be in the business of being connectors with people and being connected to people from the people that we know. So I think that's just such a powerful thing. I'm so glad that you brought it up too, because absolutely. Like it's, it's just a really great way. And it just builds that again, it's another continuous way to build that confidence in yourself too. You're going to, I'm of the mindset, like, I don't want the first time that you ever talk about your business. Like when you are on a potential call with a client, because it's going to feel really overwhelming. Like number one, that's an overwhelming situation. But if you've already mentioned it to a couple of people, you've let those words fall out of your mouth before. It's not going to feel as scary as like the first time you're ever saying that too. So um, I absolutely love that. I think the next question would be like, what types of resources do you have or know about that if we want to step into this next role to to learn more, like maybe we have been playing around with social media, like maybe we have been supporting our clients with different things here and there, but we don't really feel like we have enough knowledge to really implement some of these things or to provide that strategic value. So what resources do you have that could really support us in that if we wanted to lean into director of marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So when I kind of first started in this director of marketing space, 
I was having a lot of women reach out to me like, how did you do what you're doing? How did you get to where you are? And that's sort of where I realized there was no resource in this space on, you know, how to actually gain this skill set. So I went out and I actually created one. So I do have a certified director of marketing program where it is a certification program where you actually get a capstone project and you can put the skills you learn in the program to the test and I will review it with you and we can make sure that you feel super confident in those marketing skills that you gain throughout the course um, before you even implement it with a client. So I went out and kind of created this program so that others could learn how to offer this strategic marketing value. Um, So it is called the Certified Director of Marketing Program. I do have a bunch of free resources as well. I have a roadmap that kind of walks you through how to pivot into this role, how to price yourself in this role and really see, you know, if it's the right step for you. So that's the best resource that I found out there just because I couldn't find one myself when I was looking. So I'm pretty excited about that. We have a good group of women in the program who are all doing amazing things now in, you know, this director of marketing space. Perfect. Where can we um, find that program, Lindsay? Um, You can either follow me on Instagram. It's at lindsaywhite.co, or you can go on my website, which is lindsaywhite.co. Perfect. Um, I think before we just kind of officially wrap things up here, I would love for you just to share any piece of advice or word of wisdom that you would give. Like maybe if you could go back in time to that, like, previous self where you had been in business for a little bit, you were doing fine, but like not at that place of really like up-leveling your business, what advice would you give that person, like your previous self or somebody who's listening that is ready to take their business to that next level, but they're feeling imposter syndrome or feeling scared or having doubts? What advice would you share with them? Yeah, definitely. So I would always lean on your values first. That has been something super important to me as I've grown my business, you know, my values being my family always comes first. Um, I want to grow like that growth aspect and think about all of your values and then use that to push forward because there's so much imposter syndrome in anything new that you do. But if you can align it all with your values, you will have no problem pushing forward and kind of breaking those mindset barriers. So just bring it back to what's important to you and continue to push forward. I love it. Okay. So you shared to come find you on your website, on your Instagram, any other places that we can come connect with you to learn more, Lindsay? And that's really it. My Instagram and my website are the best places. Perfect. All right. So we will link all that up in the show notes. Everybody can grab that. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing this with my audience. I know they're going to love it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.